0: everyone, welcome to the Aliyah a day. It is a wonderful day in this beautiful uh, neighborhood. Won't you be mine? I am glad you're watching from across the fruited plain and across our beautiful globe, our beautiful world. I am glad that you're here. It is the fifth day of the week and therefore it is the fifth uh, Aliyah. So if you're new to us, please subscribe to our channel. And please like this video, and please share it with all your friends. And in fact, let's talk about subscriptions for a second, shall we? We start out the week saying that how wonderful would it be if both of our channels, both the Lapid Judaism YouTube channel, as well as the Sarshalom Synagogue YouTube channel, uh, reached a 1,000. So we are very close to that. In fact, on the Sarshalom Synagogue channel, where you can get all of the amazing droshes, as well as some other uh, important teachings there on conversion, the conversion classes, classes on uh, Kashrut and other things. We are only 65 subscriptions away over there from reaching 1,000. On this channel that you are presently watching, we are only 124 subscriptions away from reaching 1,000. Now, all of these subscriptions are real live human beings. These are real... Real people who have subscribed, and so that is extremely exciting, every single one of them. So uh let's reach a thousand. Can we do that? I think we can reach a thousand before Shabbat. What do you think? Can we reach a thousand before Shabbat on both channels? Share this with your friends, tell them uh all about it. Invite them to subscribe. There's nothing more powerful than receiving an invitation from somebody who loves the channel and loves the teaching. Um also we have as a result of all these wonderful subscriptions, we have uh, a lot of amazing people uh, who are brand new. And so I, I happened to notice a question yesterday as I finished the broadcast. And so I want to come back to it, which is what's an aliyah? And so it's a very great question. So the word aliyah means to ascend. And whenever someone comes to the bima to read the Torah, uh, it's referred to as making an aliyah, coming to the, to the bema during a, a service to read is considered making an aliyah. Of course, the word aliyah is also used when people return to the Holy Land and so on. They make aliyah, they, they uh, elevate to do that. In the weekly Torah portion, the Torah portion is broken down into seven aliyot, uh, ostensibly one for each day. And so what we do here on the Aliyah day is we take the, uh, the Aliyah, uh, first day of the week, first Aliyah, second day of the week, second Aliyah, today's the fifth day of the week, so therefore we are looking at the fifth Aliyah. That's how it works. So that's what that means. And uh, we thank you so much for being a part of it. And last but not least, one final housekeeping thing. I just want to let everybody know that the plans for the mikveh construction are underway. We milk making progress we'll be posting videos about that and not videos well yeah i guess so videos and pictures throughout the process and just want to remind everybody about the mikvah uh, project and i would ask you from the depths of my heart to please please consider donating and giving to the mikvah project $18 $180 $1800 you might be asking yourself why 18 because it's customary in Judaism to give in multiples of 18 because 18 is the gematria for the Hebrew word chai, which means life. So from here forward, I'll be putting the uh, little donate link in the description uh, just to give everybody the opportunity to participate in this amazing, uh, wonderful, glorious uh, project. Uh Baruch Hashem. All right, hallelujah. All right, can everybody see me? Uh, is there a technical issue? Is everybody uh, able to see? Just say on the comments that everything's A-OK if you can see me and hear me, right? Baruch Hashem. I think everybody can see. We should be able to see. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, let's look at the fifth Aliyah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everybody, because there was, seemed to be some uh, people saying there was an issue. So uh, I just want to make sure that that's uh, OK. Alright, so let's look at the fifth Aliyah, which is going to be on page 1091, and we are in chapter 30 of uh, the book of Devarim, and uh, Daniel, thank you Daniel, we have visual contact, that's fantastic. Uh, Chapter 30, and we'll begin reading in verse 7 for the fifth Aliyah, Baruch Hashem, Um, all right, all is well. It's live television, right? My little uh, timer on the computer says it's a minute and 50 seconds, but I know I've been talking longer than that. So, but everything's working on the podcast. Not that you need to know that, but it's, this is how live TV works. All right, chapter 7, I mean, chapter 30, rather, verse 7. Adonai, your God, will place all these imprecations upon your enemies and those who hate you, who pursue you. You shall return and listen to the voice of Adonai and perform all his commandments that I command you today. Adonai will make you abundant in all your handiwork, in the fruit uh, of the womb, the fruit of your animals, and the fruit of your land for good. When Adonai will return to rejoice over you for good, as he rejoiced over your forefathers. Baruch Hashem. And then verse 10 is very important. Verse 10 is a um, a wonderful verse. It says, when when you listen to the voice of Adonai, your God, okay, to do what? So let's just pause there for a moment. Uh, We want to listen and uh, we want to listen to what? We want to listen to the voice of Adonai. Okay, so what is the voice of Adonai telling us then? It says, when you listen to the voice of Adonai, your God, to observe his commandments. Very important verse here because we like to break things down here on the Aliyah day. And it says, when you listen to the voice of Adonai, your God, to observe his commandments and his decrees that are written in the book of the Torah. So that's important as well because it says commandments. And it says decrees. This is an emphasis that all the commandments of God, those we understand, those we don't understand, the, c- the ceremonial, um, and so on, that all those uh, commandments are, are what we're supposed to be listening to that are written in the book of Torah when you shall return down on all your God with all your heart and all your soul. So, if we have actually return to Hashem with all of our heart and all of our soul, if we've actually done this, then that must mean, according to Scripture, now, we're going to use God's word and not man's ideas. We're going to use God's uh, truth and not our opinion. According to God, what he's saying here is that when we have returned to God with all of our heart and all of our soul, then it, it will be because we have listened to his voice, which will result... In us observing the commandments and the decrees of Hashem, in other words, Torah observance is precisely what Hashem is asking of us and wanting us to do. So, I want to just—that's uh, the end of the, the reading. But I want—I want to now look at a, f- a few comments. Um, we have in the Art Scroll Chumash, in the comments uh, the uh, statement here. It says. After the fearsome warning of what will befall the nation when it's disloyal to God, the Torah turns to the eventual benevolence that God will shower upon his people when they repent. So Ramban notes that these promises have uh, not been fulfilled. They'll be fulfilled in the Messianic era. So this is a, a comment that we talked about yesterday emphasizing that repentance is actually a commandment. We are commanded to repent. Now, there's an insight here that, um, uh, the pituke hotam, all right. Thank you, Debra. Cup. I'm gonna pause right here for a moment because apparently we had a little glitch when I first got started, and y'all missed some important announcements. So, let me just pause. I'm gonna pause for a commercial break, shall I? Um, I don't know what happened with the uh, feed, but it, it glitched on me at the very beginning. All right, so here's the deal I, you may have heard this already. If you did, I apologize. But we're going to have a commercial break so that you don't miss it again. Number one, uh, the word Aliyah, again, if you heard this already, I'm sorry. Uh, But the word Aliyah means to ascend because somebody asked what the Aliyah day was. And so the Aliyah day is us going to the Torah portion because the Torah portion is broken down into seven Aliyot. So every day of the week has an Aliyah. So uh, that was number one thing I said at the very beginning. So today's the fifth day of the week. So we shared the fifth Aliyah. Uh, Also, I was saying that our beautiful subscriptions, we said we wanted to get to 1,000, and on the Sarshalem Synagogue channel, we are 65 subscriptions away from 1,000. On this channel, we're 124, as of this morning anyway, 124 subscriptions away from 1,000. And so I was saying to please share that with all of your beautiful friends and all of your beautiful family and encourage them to subscribe because wouldn't it be amazing for us to get to 1,000 subscribers? Before Shabbat, and by the way, all of our subscribers are actual real people. They're not bots. They're not paid for. They're not phonies. Uh, They're not uh, phony, bloney, plastic banana, good time, rock and roll subscribers. They're actually real human beings. And so, uh, invite your real human, bring friends to join us, and they'll love you for it. And I was also saying about the mikvah that we are, you know, uh, things are going great guns with the mikvah. We had progress yesterday. We have things going on. We're going to be doing videos and pictures as the progress goes on. And I was just saying that I uh, was encouraging everybody to give to the mikveh. And I, f- I ended it by saying that I was going to uh, put the link for the donations on our description so that people could give $18 or 180 or or 1800 And, and the reason that we have multiples of 18 is because 18 is the gematria for chai, which means life, and it's customary to give in multiples of 18, it's not mandatory, it's just a custom. In Judaism, it's, uh, it's kind of the thing we do. So there's that. End of our commercial, back to our regular scheduled program. So Pituke Hotam has an insight about tshuva. <clears throat> he says, This is to the verse, chapter 29 and verse 9. You are standing today, all of you, before Adonai, your God, your tribal heads, your elders, and your officers, all the men of Israel. And he says, apparently the verse could have said, you are all before Adonai, your God. Why does it need to mention today that you are standing? So it says, perhaps we can explain as follows. The word Nitzavim, standing, has the numerical value of 192. The same as Kezev, which it means a final point in time. So Moshe is telling the Jewish people to fulfill... What the Mishnah says, repent one day before your death, as we, as we read in Pirkei Avot 2.15. So, we find ourselves in the period of Teshuvah, the 40 days of Teshuvah, and now it's really ramping up because we're almost to Rosh Hashanah. And then from Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is the Yamim Totin the 10 days of Ah, where we really, really press into God and really make Teshuvah. And I want to encourage every one of us, that includes yours truly, all of you who are listening to me, whether you're listening live or going to be listening later on today or this week or whatever, do not allow this period of teshuva to pass by before you've really dealt with things in your life, whether it be anger or greed or gluttony or addiction or or um, uh, laziness, lackadaisical attitude, whatever it may be, uh, repair relationships if you can, if it's possible to do so. Uh, those types of things. But but main thing, don't allow, don't let, don't miss the opportunity of Tshuva during this time. Tshuva means repentance. So this next statement is very important because we talk about the period of Tshuva, but the the, the idea is that we as Jews make Tshuva every single day. It's a misnomer, by the way to say that Jews have a, a, quote, day of worship, and that day is Saturday. A lot of people say that. A lot of Christians say that. Because in Christianity, the day of worship is Sunday. That's what their, relig- their religion created for them. And so, they they see it as Sunday is the day of worship, and they assume that Jews have a, quote, day of worship called Shabbat, or, or Saturday. And that's not true at all. The Sabbath is a special day. It's a moed of God. It's an appointed time of God. And it's a day of rest. It just so happens that we also gather in the synagogue on that day and have a big service. But it's not a, quote, day of worship. Because Jews worship God every day. And literally every moment of every day. So every day is a day of worship. Absolutely. But the, there is one day on the, on the calendar each week, which is a unique day, a special day. A day, which the book of Ezekiel says, is a day in which we are under the open heaven. So it is with Teshuvah, every day is a day of Teshuvah. It says here, a person should think that each day may be his last, and in this way, he will spend his whole life repenting and refraining from sin. If a person conducts himself in this manner, he has fulfilled the verse in Psalm 16, 8, where it says, I have set Adonai before me always. So, we should be thankful for each and every day, and we should consider that this day in which we're living may possibly be our last day. And if that were the case, if today was our last day, what would be on our mind? What would we be doing? What would we be, how, uh, I should say, would we be uh, repenting, turning to God, and so on? And so, we should have this in our mind so that every single day is a day of teshuva. Every single day is an opportunity to do better. Every single day is an opportunity uh, to increase. There's another insight from yesterday's Aliyah where it says, unto Hashem your God, this is chapter uh, 30 and verse 2. So the the comment here in the humash is just something again to spark our, our remembrance. It says the ideal repentance is motivated by the desire to return to God. This has to be our core motivation. It says, it continues and says, not because one seeks to rid oneself of suffering and benefit from divine blessing. This is an insight brought down from Sforno. So therefore, our repentance, what we're doing and what we do every day, as I just said, has to be born out of a desire because we love God. There is a fal- another false idea. We talked about the, the false... Concept that Jews have a quote day of worship. The other false concept is that Jews work for their salvation, or, they, or that we believe that uh, following the Torah by following the Torah we earn our salvation. Nothing could be further from the from the truth. In fact, if that was the attitude of a Jewish person, if a Jewish person said, "You know what, I want to follow the Torah because I want to reap the blessing," um, on the one hand, there's nothing wrong. With that attitude, from a, from, because it's kind of like human nature, right? Uh, but if that is your sole drive, if that's, if that's what it, it, you're, you're all about, like I'm only doing this because if I do this, it works out well for my life. That would all but invalidate to a certain extent, anyway, your observance. In other words, our observance of God's Torah has to be predicated on the fact that He's God and that we, and, and, and more importantly, that we love him with our whole heart. I can tell you from experience that, um, that we, or I, I should say, uh, follow uh, Torah. I, I do what I do uh, because of what Yeshua did for me. The, the, the drive, the motivation that led me to this lifestyle, was not because I was trying to uh, copycat someone. It wasn't because I uh, was looking for um, uh, some type of benefit. What I was looking for, what my wife, what the Rebbe was looking for, was God's path, was was uh, how to live for God in a true and, and, and righteous way, how to be... Holy because God called us to be holy. Our motivation was for the sake of heaven, and that's what our motivation has to be. Now we read in this portion, we read Hashem saying that we're supposed to listen to his voice. <clears throat> we're supposed to we're supposed to hear the voice of God, right? He says in verse 10, when you listen to the voice of Adonai your God, to observe his commandments and his decrees that are written in the book of the Torah when you shall return to Adonai your God with all your heart and all your soul. I just want to emphasize again that repentance, or or excuse me, returning to God must and can only mean a return to his will. Now, Yeshua said, my sheep hear my voice. He said that, my sheep hear my voice. Yeshua said this, and some people... Uh, when they they read that, the Mashiach's words, it's interpreted very often in a very mystical sense that I'm going to hear from God or I'm going to hear from the Mashiach or whatever. But with that in mind, with the the, My Sheep Hear My Voice words in mind, I want you to listen to this insight from uh, Rabbi Monk to verse 2 of this chapter. He says, and you will return unto Hashem, your God, and listen to his voice according to everything that I command you today. You and your children and your, and, uh, w- excuse me, with all your heart and all your soul. So Rabbi Monk says, Ve sham shamata be'kolo, And listen to his voice. So he says, To listen and pay attention is one of the most effective methods for bringing about repentance. Within the subconscious of every Jewish soul burns the voice that he heard at Sinai. remember a couple of Aliyot ago, we said that every single Jewish soul, to include converts, because converts are 100% Jewish in every respect, that every single Jewish soul was present at Mount Sinai. And so it says here, within the subconscious of every Jewish soul, burns the voice that he heard at Mount Sinai, telling him, I am Adonai your God. Even if a person has strayed far away from Adonai and sinned against him, he can still hear that inner voice beckoning him to repent. That is wonderful. What is Now, now, now take that back. To Yeshua saying, my sheep hear my voice. What voice are they hearing? We are hearing that inner voice. That same voice that we heard at Mount Sinai. Hearkening us back to the covenant. Some of you are aware because I've taught on it before. That every single Jewish person, Hebrew person, Israelite person. All synonymous terms. Every single one who came out of Egypt converted at Mount Sinai. That is news to a lot of Jewish people. That when we were at Mount Sinai, both the mixed multitude, which were non-Jews at the time, who were from Egypt and Mesopotamia and who knows where else, they they could have been from everywhere, because Egypt was not just Egypt, it was like a global empire. And all the Israelites, Hebrews, Jews which again, all synonymous terms, sons of Abraham, every single one of us, to include Moses, everybody converted to Mount Sinai. Now there's a lot that I could teach on that, but I'm just going to leave it there for a moment. In fact, when we talk about the halakhic rituals of conversion, the mikvah, circumcision, etc., acceptance of commandments, and so on, all of those halakhic ceremonial rituals are derived from our experience at Mount Sinai when everybody entered the covenant because, because conversion... Because people could say, well, wait a minute, I'm a Jew already, how can I convert? Because in their minds, they're thinking that you're converting to become a Jew, which in a way you are, not just in a way, I mean, you are, but that's not really, that's not really the point. That's not really the goal. The Jew... Hebrew-Israelite, is simply a term to describe someone who is in covenant. So you're not converting to become a Jew, you're converting into covenant, which is why a Jew converts at Sinai, because we came into covenant, which is why the rituals of conversion are derived from that experience at Mount Sinai. Why? Because the sages said we all have to come into the covenant the same way. I am the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes into the Father except by me. Who's me? The living Torah is talking. There's only one way. That's why we went back to Sinai to figure out how does a non-Jew convert? Because there's only one way. So therefore, when he says, my sheep hear my voice, what voice are we hearing? We're hearing the voice of God calling us in to covenant. That is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful concept. So there's an insight. I actually put this insight. Uh, This is part of the the Shabbat table sparks. Uh, At least I quoted it in part, but it says here, um, well, there's another insight. I won't read this, this for first one because it's just I just want to state. It says, The time of salvation is compared to the time when a woman reaches the end of her pregnancy. It goes on to talk about that through our teshuva, we actually have the power to bring Messiah. And I talked about this on Shabbat, that this is what the world is waiting for. The world is waiting for human beings to embrace the covenant of Hashem. So, anyway, this is a real quick insight. It says again to verse 2. Verse 2 has a lot of uh, thoughts to it. So it says the Talmud in Yoma 86a observes that the proper expression should have been Veshavti el, return to, rather than Veshavta ad, return unto. The reason for the ad unto is accentuated, accentuates the ideal purpose of repentance, which is. To raise man up spiritually towards God as though to reach Him. Talk about Aliyah. Aliyah, when we study the Aliyah day, it is a form of Teshuvah in which we are ascending into God's presence. So, the purpose of Teshuvah, the purpose of repentance, is not just to receive forgiveness, but to elevate the individual. So it says uh, the reason for the word uh, odd is to is to accentuate this, which is to raise man up spiritually towards God as though to reach him. Rabbi Levy said that repentance is supreme for it can reach the majestic throne of God. The purest, most perfect form of repentance is one is one. Which is born from an unlimited love of God and not based upon the fear of, of, of uh, retribution. All right, so, this, so Rabbi Dessler says says that to be able to truly strive towards Hash, toward Hashem, the sinner is required to burn his bridges. So that he will never return to previous errors, And we often say in life, it's not good to burn bridges. But that's true unless we're talking about the bridge to sin. So another couple of, of, of uh, thoughts here related to that. It says, the concept is demonstrated every year when Jews burn their chametz. That is, we burn our leaven, we burn our pieces of bread or whatever. The concept is demonstrated every year when Jews burn their Muhammad on the day before Passover. The evil inclination is compared to Leban and must be totally eradicated. So we have to eradicate that sinful life. Um, we have to eradicate that simple, sin, uh, sinfulness, I should say, in our life. So going back to this voice. All right, one more insight as we start wrapping stuff up here. Mahashar states that nothing can overtake this inner voice. He cites the account mentioned in the Talmud, Hagiga 15a of Acher, um, that there was a man who was named Acher, who was actually Elisha ben Avuya, but he got, he got sideways and so on. He says here, Maharshar comments that even after uh, he, he fell away, he heard a voice that said that uh, that Eker cannot make tshuva. But he says that he should have ignored this outside voice and listened instead to the inner one, which implores, Ain devar omed, lifnei chateshuvah. Nothing stands in the way of teshuva. So Yeshua's teaching, right? He says, my sheep will hear my voice. The voice of another, they won't hear. If we really are going to make teshuva, we have to understand that we are going to hear the voice of the Messiah. What's the voice of the Messiah? The voice of the Messiah is the voice of that covenant at Mount Sinai, drawing us in to him end of our Aliyah today. Again, there's so much more to say, but we have, thank God, another day to say it. So please, uh, thank you for joining us, and please be sure to subscribe to our channel. Let's, let's get to a thousand on, on both channels. That's a fun goal, an exciting goal, is it not? And so please share this with your friends, invite them uh, to join us, Baruch Hashem. We'll be back tomorrow for the 6th and 7th Aliyot, and then into the Shabbat, And then on our way to Rosh Hashanah in an entirely new year. May you have a blessed day, a wonderful day, and a magnificent day. Thank you so much for joining me. And and, and be sure, if you are a a, a committed Lepidnik and a a HCO, and hardcore onliner, let Keturah, our administrative uh, um, uh, person here, our executive administration person, uh, let her know so she can... Uh, Keep track of that and keep you all on board. Shalom, blessings, we'll see you tomorrow.